0: Hey friends, it's Carly here. Do you struggle with that fine line between wanting to steward your health and your wellness for the kingdom, but are constantly pulled by the world's standards and diet culture and body image struggles? Do you wish you could find freedom in Christ and just stewarding your wellness for the Lord? If that's you, I want to invite you into In His Image Wellness Collective. It's a group of like-minded women working on their health and wellness for the kingdom. No crazy diets, no food restrictions, no moving to change our bodies, but really looking at what we need to do to fuel our brains, our hearts, our souls, and our bodies to make us kingdom warriors so we can run with perseverance the race laid in front of us. We look at food, we look at fitness, we look at taking thoughts captive, renewing our mind. There's weekly devotions, weekly meal plans, and a whole community of support and accountability. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? I want you to be a part of it. So come email me, find out more on how you can become a member of In His Image Wellness Collective. Uh-huh. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Affirming Truths. I am your host and your friend, Carla Arges. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We are going to talk about something that I wasn't sure I was going to cover in the podcast because I am no expert, but I keep seeing people show up in my DMs on Instagram with messages of saying, God's not answering my prayer. I'm losing hope. God doesn't hear my prayers. You know, God isn't answering my prayers and a lot of, you know, discouragement around prayer. And when I probe a little, I'm coming to find that some of us are using prayer kind of like putting money into a vending machine. We're praying when we in are in need and we expect God to answer according to our plans and our wills, right? That vending machine mentality. I put my prayer in, I want my answer, and then I want to go about my day until I'm hungry again, or until I have a need again. And that is such a shallow level of prayer, And there is so much power in prayer, and I want you guys to grab hold of that power in prayer. And so this episode, we're going to talk about prayer. We are going to talk about prayer. And listen, guys, if the only time you pray is when you're in trouble, then you're in trouble, then you're in trouble. And I'm going to say that with love, but with, I hope, a healthy Holy Spirit conviction. And I also say that as being someone who did that as well, too, that I used to only pray when I needed something, when I was in trouble, when I was distraught, when things weren't going my way, I would pray. But we're instructed in the Bible to pray continuously. And Jesus gives us a beautiful way and a beautiful layout and a beautiful understanding of prayer in Matthew. It's also in Luke 2, but the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to read that for you right now, and then we're going to go through it for a bit. And then I'm going to give you four tips for your prayer life. So we read in Matthew, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, guys, do you hear in that prayer only desperation? Do you hear in that prayer only request? Do you hear in that prayer, God, give me what I need in this specific way? No. And guys, of course, we can go to God in prayer with our requests. Of course, we can go to God in our desperation. We should, but that shouldn't be the only time. We see seven aspects in Jesus' example of prayer that we should model in our prayer life. First, he addresses God as his father. There's that intimacy of relationship. Our father who art in heaven, there's that intimacy. God wants us to come to him as children. God wants to have an intimate relationship with us, not just a checkout service, but an intimate relationship. How we approach God with intimacy sets the tone for our prayer. Then Jesus moves into praise. Hallowed be thy name. Are you praising God in your prayer? Are you lifting him up? Are you glorifying him? Are you declaring him king of kings and lord of lords over your life? Are you crying out, holy, holy, holy is the name of God? Are you praising in your prayer? Are you giving honor and glory to God in your prayer? Next, he surrenders thy kingdom come, not my kingdom, not my plans, not my will, but Jesus, I lay it down for your kingdom. You know, Jesus showed this in his prayer in the the garden, Lord, take this cup for me, but if it's not your will, Lord, then I will drink of it. Your will be done. There is a surrender. When we come with our own agendas, we're trying to be Lord over Lord. We try to manipulate God in our prayers when we come with our own agendas. No, we surrender. God, I don't know what the future holds, but I surrender to you, Lord, because I know you only want good things for me. Lord, I am your child. I am your daughter, Lord God. I know that you love me. I know that you will work all things out according to your will, Lord God. I know, Lord God, that you've given me a hope in the future. So I surrender all to you. Are you posturing yourself in surrender? Then Jesus presents the needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, here are my needs. Here is where I need you to meet me. Here is where I need you to show up. I have a wayward child. I have unemployment. I have a health issue. I'm plagued by fear and anxiety. Lord, make a way in this desert. Bring an oasis in this desert. Provide for my daily needs. Did you notice that? Give us this day our daily bread. We are meant to go to God in prayer every day and trust him for the daily provision. Just like the Israelites in the wilderness, they didn't get manna for the year. They didn't get manna for the month. They didn't get manna for the week. They got manna for the day, their daily bread. Needs were met. It was a faith walk. Each day I put my faith in you. Each day I trust you to show up. Here are my needs for this day, Lord God. Show up. And He does. Next, Jesus takes us through repentance. Forgive us our trespasses. We need to have a heart of repentance. We are not perfect. We are our, our Human nature, full of sin, depravity, depravity, however you say it. Our thought life, our heart intention, our posture, our agendas. We need to go to God for repentance. Wash us clean, Lord God. Lord God, search my heart and reveal to me things that are not of you. Lord, search my heart and uproot anything that doesn't give you glory. Forgive me, Lord God, when I doubt you. Forgive me, Lord God, when I try to do it my way. Forgive me, Lord God, when, when I was angry, when that driver cut me off and I cursed in my head. Forgive me, oh God, when I lost patience with my spouse and didn't show grace. Forgive me, Lord just as I forgive others, we are called to forgiveness as well. And this is your reminder that you need to forgive. Next, he shows us to seek protection and guide us. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Protect me from put- Um, temptation. Guide me, Lord God, in the path of righteousness. Guide me, Lord God, where I should go that I will not go through the wide path, but I would stay on the narrow. Lord God, protect me. Let no Dart from the enemy, penetrate me, Lord God. Let no hand, Lord God, raised up against me, cause me harm. Lord, put a hedge of protection around my family and my household. Lord, guide me in this decision. Give me wisdom and discernment as I make decisions for my life and for my family and in my parenting. And then we end with praise again. Thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory forever. God, you are sovereign. I acknowledge and recognize you as king of this universe, as lord of my life. Are you praying earnestly, friends? Or are you just going to present your needs? Is the only time you talk to God to present your needs? And with a well-thought-out plan of how he should provide for those needs. Guys, you're missing such great intimacy with our Heavenly Father. And guys, if you don't know what to pray, that's okay. Lean in and start praying anyways. I shared this on my my Instagram stories. I was praying and fasting for my son, Caleb. Caleb. And I was praying over his circle of influence. And I had all this fear and anxiety about him going into high school. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and redirected my prayers. He showed me that what I needed to be praying for rather than fasting and praying over Caleb, because God's got Caleb, God holds him in his hands. I needed to pray about the bondage of fear I was living under, fear that my past would become present in Caleb's future, that my past would be repeated in Caleb. I have fear that I'm stuck in and the Holy Spirit revealed to me what I should be praying for. And so I switched my prayers. But if I had not gone there with my messy, imperfect prayer, the Holy Spirit would not have had the room to move and redirect my prayer. If you don't know what to pray, that's okay start there. Lord God, here I am earnestly seeking you. I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I don't have words for my prayers right now, Lord God, but I just want to say, I love you, Jesus. I just want to bless your name. I just want to say that you are holy, Lord God. I just want to lay down my life and surrender, Lord God. And where I'm not surrendered, teach me to posture my heart, Lord God, in submission to you because your plans are best and your plans are great. And you have a hope and a future for me, Lord God. Just start praying and let the Holy Spirit lead you. And this comes down to my four tips. Just talk. Prayer is a conversation. Yes, we magnify God. Yes, we lift up his name. Yes, we seek protection and guidance. Yes, we repent. Yes, we surrender. Yes, we present our needs. But this is in conversation with who? Our Heavenly Father. Just start talking. I know I used to be intimidated to prayer, to pray. Especially, you know, you go to church. You hear your pastor pray over the uh, the congregation, and it's so eloquent, and it sounds so holy. It's like, wow, my prayers will never sound like that. Guys, God isn't measuring your prayer based on whether you sound like a pastor or not. God is looking at your heart when you come to pray. How is your heart? Is it in a position to worship God? Is it in a position to repent? Is it postured in surrender? Is it earnestly seeking his face? And the second thing, so just talk, just talk, leave room to listen. Have you ever been out with a friend who just keeps talking, 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 and you can never get a word in edgewise? Don't be that friend when you talk to God leave room to listen, leave stillness. It's okay to have a moment of awkward silence in your prayer. That's often the time where, I, when I hear from the Holy Spirit. That's often the time. Thirdly, do it throughout the day. We are called to pray continuously. And I get it. Like, I get lost in the busyness of the day. So you want to know my secret to being in a posture of prayer throughout the day. I literally have alarms on my phone that go off and say, pray. And it is my reminder in that moment, no matter what stress is happening, no matter what busyness is happening, I stop and I pray. Alarms on my phone, folks. That's what I need because otherwise life consumes me. I admit it. Life consumes me. I need the reminder throughout the day to stop and pray, not just when I'm desperate. Because let me tell you, when the day is going in the toilet, I seem to remember to pray. But when it's all going in the way it should, according to plan, it's very easy for me to forget to pray, right? Because we have this vending machine mentality, this I only seek God when I need help and rescue. We are to seek God and pray to God always. The angels in heaven are holy, holy, holy is the Lord, constantly worshiping and praising him. That's the position we need to be in. And fourthly, I want to encourage you to pray the scriptures. Yes, that means you're going to need to know them. Yes, that means you need to spend time in the word. But pray the scriptures. There is something remarkable that happens when you pray the word of God. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the in the word. There is power in the scriptures. Look at Jesus in the wilderness when he was tempted by the devil. He spoke scripture, right? Look at our armor of God. Our sword is the scripture. The sword is the scripture. The scripture is our battle hymn, guys. Learn the scriptures and pray them. I have in the Affirming Truths community on Facebook, it's a free community. If you're not in there, go there. I have prayer prompts based on scriptures for praying over our children, praying over our spouses, praying over a lot of different things. So you can go and check those out. But guys, I really want to encourage you to deepen your prayer life. To stop making it a transactional exchange with God. Here's my request. Where's my answer? But to press into relationship. Press in with intimacy. Press in with the desire to know God more. Follow the pattern that Jesus gave us as an example to pray. And see how you become more confident in God. See how you become more reliant on God. See how you become more surrendered to God. See how you become more in awe of God as you pray earnestly and seek his face to build relationship and to get into intimacy. All right, guys. Be blessed.